and right from there, it's, it's just been just more people. Um, yeah, just seen some in, international guests as well. So amazing. people from India as well and yeah. America have some of them have reached out to us and yeah. they, you know, make it, 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 it kind of made me realize, well, this is actually going to the world. Yeah, yeah. You know? These conversations, yeah. like you know. Grief is such a universal concept, isn't it? It's like you can be from anywhere, but it's still touching on that, those same mm. emotions, those same feelings. So yeah, exactly, and that, and that's really and that's universal. that's what I appreciate about it because um like I, I always say this because you know it's, it was um I don't I don't say silver lining, but it was just I guess the the bittersweet part is that you know I I myself you know I've met Ben and we've started this and we've met people along the way and it's also just like not just people for the podcast, but it's we've built like relationships with these people we've we've come across, you know. So I feel like that's that's been good. I mean it doesn't it doesn't take away, you know, uh I, I guess it doesn't like help. I mean it does help with the grief, but I guess it doesn't fix it. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't necessarily fix it. But it's you know, it's good um that we're here. And um yeah, welcome man. Thank you yeah, for coming thank on you. the new car. Thanks for um, me. <laughs> you know, it's a pleasure. Like I was saying before, uh well I don't know if Ben or like um so Hinika is actually one of the contributors for the Oh yeah, the quick yeah. little promo. Uh, letters, <laughs> letters from the Grief Club, which is a collective uh how can I describe it? A collective book um about grief. So there's been about fifty fifty writers. Fifty yeah. writers, so you're one of fifty writers. Um who contributed towards this book. And this has been a, a, a I feel like a, a good project that Beth and obviously her team have run, put together, just to talk about loss from different perspectives. Because I know one thing I found interesting, there were different themes. Mm. Um, so like, I know when I, when I my theme was, um, no, masculinity and, and most mental health. So it's kind of talking about how, you know, like grieving as a guy, you know, the, the whole stereotypical, or you guys don't really, you know, show too much emotion. So I think it was good, like writing about that and just sharing, you know, like my perspective on that. And yeah, and I think your perspective. Well, I guess you can more, I guess share not share what you've written, but share your, I guess your theme. That, yeah. In the in the book. Yeah, yeah. My theme was around um, like how grief is stored in the body. So for me, kind of my tool that helped me to even acknowledge my grief was the yogic practice um, and different embodiment practices. So it was just sharing a little bit about that. And there's even some postures that you can kind of go to in the book. So it's kind of a bit practical as well, but they've got everything in that book from like a knitting pattern, you know, to yoga, to writing. So there's so many different outlets, mm. which I really appreciate. And um, I mean, I've just started, you know, I'm not finished the book but I've started reading it and it's it really is like the book that I kind of wish that I had when I was you know in those really early stages of grief and even um even now it's still the book that I mm. wish I had because I can still really relate to a lot of what is being said you know some of the things or some of the feelings I guess that I've had around grief are articulated in that book in a way that I haven't put words to it yet so yeah it's it's I'm really grateful to be a part of it. And of course I've met you through that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and just to know other people, yeah, you know, going through it and um, even these kind of letters kind of 
talking back to a younger version of ourselves yeah. um, are really, really powerful, really powerful to have that perspective. Yeah, no, I, th I think it's good. And I think even that um, it's interesting because that concept, I think it's a good concept because, you know, when you, um, I guess it's, it's assuming that all those who have gone through grief, you know, they went through grief quite early on. So they can actually, you know, kind of do, uh, I guess, look back and think, or oh, how did I deal with it when I was that age compared mm -hmm. to this age? You know, and of course, you know, what well, everyone's everyone's grieves differently, you know, um, and also like how I guess you you sort of learn, you know, as you as you, I guess as you go through the journey, you know, you might realize, oh, actually, this is, you know, it's okay to actually not be over it, or it's okay to, you know, if you if you feel like maybe initially when you were going through the grief in early stages, um, and I don't, I'm saying you in particular, but just in general, some might have been, you know, always been felt guilty for going up because they thought, I'm, you know, am I, is it bad to go up? Because, you know, like, does it mean I'm, I'm not over the, the person who I've lost? When you actually realize, actually, doesn't, it doesn't mean that because you can still go about your day to day or, or do what you have, because, do what you want because the grief's not going to go away. Grief doesn't, mm. it's, it's just there, you know. Some some days it's like, you, you know, you re it's really there. Some days it's like, okay, no, it's not, it's, it's maybe like dormant, do you know what yeah. I mean? But it's still there. So I think that's, um, yeah, there's, there's many different things, you know, you can kind of learn over the years. And, and I don't want this to kind of be an uh, episode where we just talk about what you've written, but I know obviously the, the whole, your whole, um, uh, I guess, uh, that premise of your letter was, you know, grieving when you were young. And you mentioned about how it affected your, um, you know, your, how it affects you physically. Mm. So just kind of talk about, um, you know, your loss, um, who you lost and how, yeah, how did, because um, you mentioned that there was some sort of numbers. How, yeah, how did grief affect you um, physically? And the reason I asked that because when we, when I said to you, Alex, usually when you think of grief, you don't think that it's a physical, it's not a physical thing that where like you feel it, but maybe it would just definitely be more emotional mentally. So like, it's interesting to kind of maybe you, for you to shed light on how how yeah. that um yeah how, how it affected you yeah yeah so um the reason why i kind of on this path and a lot of my work now is around grief is because at the age of 10 um my best friend and cousin were killed and then thereafter that's kind of the grief that i focused on for a long time because it was like the most shocking um but you know, later on I realized that there was actually a period of four years where you know, I come from a really tight-knit Indian family. And uh, from 10 to 14, we lost uh, my grandmother and my two uncles as well. So it was sort of four years of a lot of loss and um, not a lot of speaking about it, you know, and um, also not a lot of understanding about it, especially at 10 where I thought, how does someone young die? You know, like that's so, that's so weird, you know, and not really being able to articulate that. And so I didn't even talk to my friends about it because, I mean, at the age of 10 to 14, not a lot of people that I knew at that time had gone through grief, especially the kind of, you know, the way that, you know, my cousin had passed away. So um, I just didn't speak about it with anyone, with even my family, with my friends. I just sort of went around my life, knew something was a little bit off, but kind of got on, studied hard, did the whole uni, all that stuff. Um, 
But I think what that meant by not talking about it was that it was all kind of stuffed inside, you know, it got deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, repression, basically. And so when I got to, I guess, like my early 20s, I'd got to a place where, you know, I'd done, I'd basically moved, because it was too painful to look at what was in my heart, I moved into my head. So I did, you know, I studied law, did the whole job thing. And I got there and I thought, I've ticked all the boxes that I thought, you know, society gives you to be happy, peaceful, all that thing. And um, I wasn't, and I was actually very numb. So my body felt numb, my emotions felt numb. And essentially what I was experiencing was a very deep depression, which, which came from a, a deep suppression of the grief that I hadn't processed. And that was a really, really scary place to be. Um, and I realized at that time I hadn't uh, sought help. You know, I hadn't spoken to a therapist, I hadn't spoken to friends, I hadn't spoken to family. And I was like, nah, something needs to change because that was a very, very dark place, you know? And um, I think that, you know, on in hindsight now I see you know, kind of not looking at my grief at the time felt like the easier thing to do to get me through the day to day. And that was kind of, that was the defense that I built to get me through those 10 years of school and stuff like that. But um, in the long term, that didn't really work out for me. So that kind of led me into this path of trying to bring my body back online, trying to bring my emotions back online. And um, I'm Indian, so, um, you know, the yogic practice was in my culture and stuff like that, but it was kind of something my parents did, you know. <laughs> I was, like, in touch with it, but it was sort of something they did. And, um, you know, I, I started to go to some classes, and then there were certain, like, breathing techniques or postures that I would come into, and I would just feel a release, and I would just start crying. And I didn't even know that it was connected to my grief at that time, but I would feel a physical release in my body. And I was like, hmm, you know, something was starting to come up, come back up. And so that kind of built my curiosity and I just kept following like body-based practices. Um, for me, that came in the form of yoga, that came in the form of um, dance, but not choreographed dance, just like free movement, expression. Um, it came in the form of art, drawing, but I was now finding ways to express grief, mm. but it still wasn't through speaking right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it was starting to make its way out in, you know, there's a line in that book that says, um, the death of, of someone birthed a career for me. So it birthed a creativity in me, because there was yeah. some kind of expression that was needing to get out. Mm. That was still not, I was still wasn't able to articulate it. Um, and so I've kind of, you know, that's what I do now. I, I share all the practices that have helped me to uplift um, that grief that I was, it was just too painful for me to look at at that time. And um, I now combine it with uh, like therapeutic practices that, you know, you uplift it from speaking, but then you have a safe place for it to land in the body because grief really is a full body experience. Um, you know, it affects, you know, in, in Ayurveda, which is the sister science of yoga, we look at where grief resides in the body and it's very much around the lungs um, and around the heart space. And um, 
you know, if you look at every every experience that we've had, it's usually tied into um, a breathing pattern. And, you know, most of our breathing patterns are run by the unconscious. So a good way to kind of um, hack into some of the patterns that we're trying to look at is to go to the breath. So, yeah, it's I have a very kind of body-based experience of kind of uplifting the grief. Um, and then, you know, things like actually seeking help, speaking to friends, going to therapy was kind of the other side of that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been, uh, I'd say, like 10 years of suppression and 10 years of really looking at it, you know? <laughs> mm. that, that's, that's interesting, yeah. though, because like, like I was saying before, usually, like, I know people can express grief in different ways or, or you know, can somehow look after their mental health in so many different ways, but you never really think that, um, well, I don't know, let me not say you never, I never really thought that something like, yoga would be maybe obviously I'm, I'm understanding now from you giving more context but from just like a I guess just from a, someone who's like none the wiser you would think or oh, how would this help someone you know grieving but obviously it's helped you and it's it's been your way of expressing that grief you know um but even what you said earlier about you know for for some for a while you were just more or less getting on with things getting on with things and not really taking time to focus okay what how, what has this affected me and i think sometimes as well like that's that's like the default um i don't want to say it's a cultural thing but i feel like it's, it's such a default thing to do like you know i think for me because i, I soon realized that actually like mourning you know when you when you someone passes you mourn them that's often i used to think mourning and grief were, were the same had the same duration what i mean by that in the sense that okay you, i know you mourn for like a little while you know usually a couple of days when someone passes and then so by that time when everything's done you know and when i say everything's done, i mean by the funeral you've, you've buried that per person you know that's also when your grief is is done and then you you know you you move on you go back to work back to whatever it is you're doing but then actually it doesn't really work like that because you realize this is something that you, you have to constantly keep on like checking in with okay cool how's how's grief making me feel today or, and sometimes it's like you feel like you don't have. I don't know. I say like you don't have time, but you just feel like. Actually, I don't. I've. I've. You know. We've, we've done. We've. I've buried them now. So now it's just time to move on. But sometimes you gotta be careful because, if you just bury your head in this, not in the sand, but you bury your head in other things, and do things, after a while, somehow your your not your mental or your body will tell you like you need to. You need to do with this. Like it's not yeah. something you can keep on suppressing. And not getting wrong, everyone, mm -hmm. I guess, some people can maybe distract themselves. And maybe it helps for some people. You know, I'm not saying this. It's a bad thing to just continue getting on with things because everyone's circumstance is different. Mm. You know, but I feel like it's important to like, however that may be. You know, make time for yeah to to express that. You know, so like in your case with with yoga, like how is that? Um, you know, how has that changed your, well, I guess, has it changed your grief? Or if it has, how, how has it changed your grief? Because I know grief, never, it doesn't go away, I know, I know that, but has it helped in terms of, you know, making it easier to deal with now? Or do you still feel like it's it's still quite heavy, you know, when you first lost? Yeah, no, it, it's helped so much. And I think because of, you know, a lot of years of repression, any time I started to think about my grief, I would have very, a lot of body symptoms. So... Uh, you know, triggers that would make my heart race, you know, um, 
death anniversaries, things you know you like to do with that person, all of those things would actually set off a lot of bodily symptoms, you know, like panic states and stuff like that. And so the yogic practice really helped me to understand like how to how to regulate that, like how to self-soothe, how to remind myself that I'm still in my body, I'm still grounded, I'm still safe, I'm still here, you know. And um, and you know, th- there's a really nice way of like understanding, I guess, the way that yoga works with emotion. So emotion is pretty much energy in motion, right? So yoga is working on the energetic system of the body it's understanding where there are blockages it's doing that through like the opening and the closing of the body and helping you to kind of get things through so you might hit a point in a posture or a certain breathing technique um, that helps you to kind of uplift some of that blockage and i guess what i'd also say is that um you know there's this i guess there's a Uh, knowing that um, yoga is something that happens on a yoga mat, but it's actually a whole philosophy, like it's actually a whole life path that can um, really help you to see and understand, like, and accept things the way that they are. So, and that kind of crosses then lineages with the tantric path. So uh, they're kind of all sister paths. Yeah, they're all sister paths. So I think yoga really helped me to first get in touch with the grief that was in my body but it was the tantric path that helped me to go into a full, like really going in and seeing where does this hurt and, and being being with it. And I think um, that was something that I, I didn't find, for example, in therapy, I would you know speak about it, but then I was still sort of left with like all these like weird feelings in my body. And so it was, yeah, it was the yogic path and it was the tantric path that helped me to to remind myself I was safe, you know, those kind of panicky feelings that I was getting, it kind of restored those. And it wasn't even, you know, after the panic and the shock and all of that settled, it was then moving into things like, okay, today my grief is telling me I'm angry. I'm angry that this happened. And how do I deal with that? And then another day it goes through and today I'm feeling sad and I'm feeling numb. So what can I kind of go to my mat and work with then? So it's kind of like a tool for for a lot of different states and it's a tool for um, acceptance, mm. which is something I didn't do <laughs> for a long time, you know? Yeah, I think um, also we can... Um, no, you no, I was going to say like, because you mentioned that, you know, when you're feeling... Um, like when you said your grief's telling you, you said, okay, I'm feeling angry, but then I guess like, Yoga, for the most part, for you, that's what helps you, especially for you. But what, what I mean, I mean, is that the only thing? But or are there other times where you feel like you can't? How can I put it? Like where you feel actually, I don't know if yoga is going to help me with this, this particular like feeling today, or I, I don't know. Do you ever ever get like feel like that? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I like to say that um, you know, over the last ten years, I've like collected a toolbox of things that can help me with my grief, right? So <laughs> so the yog- yogic practice is one of those tools. Okay. Um, and there are lots of different other tools, you know, there's, I've been in my own therapy, but also studying therapy for the last few years as well. There's art, there's dance, there's uh, a lot of like the creative means of expression. Sometimes I don't wanna speak to someone, sometimes I just wanna get it out on paper and write it and journal. 
you know so I think it's good to have a toolbox for um, the different ways that grief shows up because sometimes um, it doesn't take me to my yoga mat sometimes it takes me to a, a notepad and a pen you know mm. so it's about kind of creating these tools that resonate for me to help me cope with the day-to-day okay that, yeah that makes sense because I was thinking it's just, it was just um, like just the yoga and you know that that you yeah. that, that primarily helps you yeah. um, for it but I guess that that makes sense because I need I guess you need to have not that you need to but it, 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 I'm sure it would help to have different ways to um, as an outlet yeah you know um, because normally I think I think in general we, we need we need outlets in general I think you know it, it's important even if you're you're not grieving you just need something to the channel something and I feel like you know those things have have helped me I feel like having a somewhat of a system in place systems outlets you know it's helped to kind of um uh, yeah man, manage the grief manage the grief because you know I feel like it it will it will bug me to not have something that I can at least just withdraw from and I think when I say that it can't be just anything it has to be at least some, something healthy do you know what I mean not and you know not anything that's going to be detrimental but I feel like not having that it, it feels weird to me not having something that I can just like blow off some sort of steam mm. or express my grief when I'm when I'm feeling type of way like because yeah I, would just, I, I don't know how I would just feel I would just feel mm. like yeah, I would just feel like weird. Like, I mean, mm. do, do you do you have any like outlets? Um, I'll probably say fitness, health and fitness was one. It helped me with grief and managing certain um, things that happen. So, and also journaling as well. And that 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 helps me as well when I'm going through some challenges and um, having a support system. So like family, friends, you know, talking about things that are you know like grief and they they do talk some they do talk about some things to me and obviously I, I know that they don't want to be open about it but maybe they just come to me because they might want like an advice tip or mm. some di- or some um, guidance so I think having all those things in in places is important yeah because you can't do you can't really go through this alone like you need people around mm. you because I've noticed having people around you is mo- it's, it's a more um, it feels a bit more fulfilling and you know it just makes it f- makes you feel, feel that you're not alone yeah. in the journey so yeah those things are important and I don't know about therapy I'll probably say therapy it did help but it, it wasn't um, it didn't mean I was going to get a quick fix just, mm. just because I go to um, to ask for help. I think therapy kind of made me look more to myself than than probably the therapist. So I think everyone is is different. So therapy will work for you. Some it might not work, but I'll probably say it helped me look to you know discover um, myself more and then in the grieving process. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, no, it's good, and, and I think, like, I don't, not that I know what grief was like, like, you know, let's just say how people were grieving 20 years ago, but I always feel like there's this, there's always this narrative of, like, you know, grief w- wasn't really spoken about, you know, it's not something that, um, 
that I would say, how can I put it? I won't say it's not of interest, but yeah, it wasn't really spoken about. It wasn't us mainstream. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and and I feel like now, especially just seeing a lot lot of things online where you're, you're, you're amongst the community of people, you see so many different things, how grief is expressed. And I think that's so good to have that now because it's showing like, for me, like two things that yes, you can express grief and it doesn't have to be in a certain way. Like there's so many creative ways you can do it, you know, like, you know, like you said, journaling, yoga, like, and, and I think that's that's important for people to know that because there's not like a one a one way you need to go and, and write. If you, you must do it this way mm-hmm. in order to, everyone, everyone's gonna be different, you yeah. know? And I think that that's what I appreciate about um, coming across people um, who have grieved because like I realize everyone, you know, does things in their own way, you know, mm-hmm. um, like and and the people people together through yeah di- different mediums, you know, um, like I don't know, like as mentioned earlier with um, that grief case, who's which is run by Poppy. It's like a it's like a um, what did I say? Workshop. It's like kind of like a meetup group of for people. I think eighteen to maybe eighteen to thirty. I think. But yeah. but she also does workshops where um, cause she's like a, uh, a illustrator, so she does a lot of workshops, um, and a lot of people can express grief through art. So all all these different things. You know what I mean? I think like yeah. it helps. I mean, I'm not artistic. I'm not. <laughs> I can't really draw to save my life. But 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 my point is that like for someone who who like likes that, that's, you know, they can have something for them, you know, for someone who maybe, again, likes yoga, that's something for them, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying I can never try yoga, but I think I, I I had, I went to one yoga class once and that was my last because yeah. <laughs> I, I went in there thinking this is going to be a breeze, <laughs> like what I've got to do, just sit down, cross my legs for a few minutes. <laughs> Yeah, and then and the instructor was like, well, do this kind of pot. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I was humbled, let's just say that. Yeah. Like, it wasn't as easy as I, as I thought it was because it's just, um, I mean, I, I don't understand it from a, 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 I guess, like, in depth, but, like, I know with you, um, yeah, because I know, yeah, tantric yoga, what, what's the difference between that and, like, normal yoga? Yeah, so, so they are sister paths, so yeah. they're not, you know, totally different things. Um, so there's lots of different kind of paths of yoga. There's lots of different styles of yoga. Um, there's yoga as asana, which is the postures. There's yoga as breathing techniques. There's um, like different lineages. And so Tantra is like the sister path of yoga. And um, there's a lot of, you know, as soon as people hear the word Tantra, they immediately think sex. Do you know what, it's mad, because that, 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 that word is like, I was gonna say, I don't know, I've, I've heard it in that context before, so yeah. I don't know, but obviously I, let, I was like, let me, let me let you explain it's a, that. It's a shame, it's really a shame, because um, it's just the one part that's been like cherry-picked, and then, I guess, commercialized in the West, but it yeah. is a very ancient and sacred but but um, but ta- but tantric. What does that like? What yeah? What is so? It is means that? it means um, like tan comes from the Sanskrit word weave, yeah. and it's weaving together a lot of these practices, and it's a method for expansion, right? So it's a method for uh, seeing things as they really are. It's the path of love and acceptance, mm-hmm. and it's a path that is really. Um, is really geared towards uplifting suppression, uplifting the things that we don't always look at. So I think one of the reasons why it's got, you know, kind of mixed up with the sex thing is because it just sees sex as a part of life. 
it just sees grief as a part of life. It's not something that, um, you know, is closed behind doors. It's something that is, uh, is open and that we are given tools to deal with it. So it has a lot of rituals, right? It has a lot of rituals that we can go to to help us go through these processes that are the full spectrum of life. And I've just, I never have come across like a philosophy that has been that open and that kind of, um, yeah, guiding, you know, in a way. So for me, like when, you know, the yogic path is where I started and the tantric path is where I ended up. Um, but I kind of, yeah, I, I went I went through that path and they're very, very correlated. They're very correlated. And tantra can be, for example, like yesterday I, I led a workshop um, with a, it's a small group of people going through grief and we were looking at anger you know anger is a part of the, the system of grief and um you know we started with some journaling and sharing um and that's with my colleague rachel who runs kind of the ayurvedic side another sister path but uh in in my kind of body-based practice then once we would kind of uplifted the anger and spoken about it um because it's something that I guess is like, you know, with anger comes guilt, it comes so many, you know, other forms, jealousy, like, why did they have a dad and I don't, you know, why do they get to have this experience and I don't, could I have done anything differently, you know, all of these things that kind of shape themselves around frustration and anger. So what do you do? That's a huge, I mean, how does anger feel to you, anyone who's listening or you hear is, for me, it's like a fire, I feel, mm. right? It's an element in the body, it's fire. And um, if we don't direct that fire, it can manifest in different um, illnesses in the body. It can manifest in, you know, like um, uh, like loose tummy. It can manifest in, um, you know, acne. It can manifest in, um, you know, stomach problems. Lots of different ways that heat can manifest in the body. So the body-based practice that we then did was a, an incredible practice called dynamic meditation and you can go online and you can find it um, and you can do it or you can find somewhere that's doing it near you but it's pretty much a practice that allows aggression to be there so there are five different stages the first stage is uh, hacking into the breath so it's creating an irregular pattern of breath i mentioned Sorry, like is, is that five stages of the, the tantric yoga so this is the five stages of dynamic meditation okay. which is a form it comes yeah. from the tantric lineage yeah so um yeah the first first one is irregular breathing so kind of hacking into the system of like uh you know the patterns that we create around experiences that are tied into the breath Mm -hmm. um, once you do that, the second stage is explode. And explode is where you allow anger, um, grief, suppression, all of that stuff to come out. It's like kicking pillows, punching pillows, screaming into tissues, like let it fully be there because we just don't have spaces to allow anger, you know, unless you're in like a, a gym and you're mm, punching something yeah. we just don't have spaces to really let anger be there and it's it's just another emotion just like happiness just like you know um sadness it's it's just another emotion it's another path it's another piece on the path to you know grief so um and it kind of goes through these stages then of you know it's created because 
the person who created it saw that it's very difficult, you know, when you're sitting cross-legged with your eyes closed in meditation, it's very difficult to access things like anger then. <laughs> mm. You know, you're in a very lovely yoga class and you're, it's all lovely peace and stuff like that. How do you still access anger? So it gives you a space to let it come and I always say, even if you're not feeling angry, because we think if I express my anger, I'm an angry person, I don't want to be an angry person. Um, it gives you the tool that if you just allow your body to kind of, you know, exert itself, um, then things will start to come up. Things that maybe annoyed you like 10 years ago will come up. You know, things from your grief that happened, you know long ago or not long ago will come up so it's a method of kind of drawing stuff up right and it's not only bringing them up it then gives us a tool to like integrate them back in so it allows us to be a witness to our anger rather than in the anger and unable to control it right so it's a technique of seeing things mm -hmm. and um and then you know the final stage is restoring in the body a sense that you can be angry and still have joy. You can be going through grief and you can still, um, you know, enjoy things in life. So it's it's a technique which teaches us that, you know, we can have different emotions, and we don't need to feel guilty about them. We can have we can have the full spectrum of emotion, and um, and I think for me that's been very very powerful because, you know, I thought how can I be happy when these people have gone. You know, or like I feel guilty of um, enjoying something um, and I'm like, should I be grieving? You know, and so yeah. <laughs> it's kind of this technique where we learn like, okay, I can express anger, but literally like 10 minutes later, I can express joy, right? So it's really teaching the body on even a molecular level, your hormonal levels are changing. We're creating new patterns in the body for us to embody the experience of grief and land safely. Mm. So um, I hope that explains yeah, a no, little I, bit I, more. Yeah, it, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's, you it's, guys should come to one of my workshops. I mean, yeah, I mean, to, be, to be fair, I mean, I, I would, I would give yoga a go again, but I'm just like, like I said the last time, like <laughs> it didn't end well. Where like, because I thought, okay, yeah. this is just gonna be. I mean, what I think of yoga, I, just, I know it's always supposed to be something that's like peaceful, mm. you know, and just a way to, um, I guess, not necessarily for. Would I say physical exercise? It's just, it's just a, a, something to do that. That's a yeah, meditation. Yeah, I think mm. there's types of yogas as well. Yeah. So there's yoga stretch as well, and I think there's meditation. There's yoga. There's, there's stretch as well. So yoga yeah. stretch. Yeah. So they they do. I'm sure they do some kind of stretch. Like oh, yeah. I think that's what I did. So it was it was more so, and I, and I don't know if if the yoga you do is it. Um, how can I describe it? Like. Um, like the workshops you run, for example, is there a thing where you have have the people you're speaking with, and are you are they kind of following the exercises that that you're demonstrating, or what's what does it usually yeah. entail? Yeah, so like, so workshops? we actually have like a specific program for grief called Loss and Love, which we run twice a year. And in this program, it's you remember that toolbox that I said, yeah. you know, this toolbox of um, different techniques that you can experience and take the ones that work for you and then um yeah you know hopefully you'll go away from it's a five-week program hopefully you'll go away from the program kind of learning which ones work for you but it's a mixture of um going through the five stages of grief and you might you know you might have heard of those different stages 
But each week we look at the different stages, shock, denial, anger, sadness, depression, and acceptance. And um, we journal on them. We then have a space to share. And then we have a body-based practice, which is the part that, that I will demo, explain, okay. give you a bit of like the context of where it's come from, how it works, um, and then we'll go for an experience of, of actually doing it. And at the moment we're doing these online. So okay. we have people from the UK, we have people from the US, we have um, really different ages and ranges. Mm -hmm. um, we have a specific one that's just for sibling loss because both myself and um, the partner that I run it with, Rachel, experience like the loss of cousins and siblings. And we could, couldn't find a space that was just for that because it's yeah. a very unique type of grief in itself. Um, and the program that we're running at the moment, um, you know, it mostly has people that uh, have lost parents, but also it has people that are grieving in different ways. It might not just be death. It might be the grief that they have suffered from a heartbreak. It might be the grief that they have suffered from um, a form of relationship that they thought they would have, for example, with a parent that wasn't there mm. um, or that they didn't grow up with. And so I guess um, kind of going off on a bit of a tangent now, but I guess as the years have gone on, I've realized that grief comes up in a lot of different ways in, yeah, you know, in relationships in things that uh, like moving and moved around a lot. So, you know, moving, moving away from a city, for example, you grieve that city, you grieve that life that you had with those friends mm. um, in quitting a job or just change, mm. change creates grief. And it kind of gives us another opportunity to look at, you know, the grief that maybe if you had as a young child, like as I did, or if you had at a different point in your life, I think any grief that we have later allows us this chance to look at it again. Like what is loss? How, how do I feel about this loss? You know, mm. it gives us this chance to revisit it. Yeah. So. You know, I actually watched the film. You remember um, Bad Boys? Yeah, yeah. And um, remember the, the part when Martin Lewis says, um, Woosa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to thought that was Yoko. For some reason. <laughs> like, it just brought some random thought. Yeah. No, I'm glad you're having yeah. this conversation because, yeah, it's, um, you know, there's, yoga's mm. really, really, I guess it's just, people see it as just one thing. It's just mm. like moving and it's being on a mat and being in a studio, but it's so much more. Yeah. It's so much more. I mean, that, that was my kind of like my perception, but of course, like, you know, like with most things, when you find that actually it's not just that, you're like, oh, okay, it's, it's a bit more. And sometimes with things you don't understand, you're like, oh, well, this is, this is, uh, you know, a breeze. But I guess I haven't actually given myself, actually, yeah, maybe I will come, I don't know how, so it's not in person, the workshops. <coughs> at the moment, yeah, at the moment we've, we're running an online okay. space um, and we, yeah, we do it twice a year. So we, it's for five weeks that we okay. run it. So we actually go through the different stages together and again, just kind of create space, just like you guys are creating here yeah. to speak about grief, to really go into these things that maybe we can't even go into with our friends or family. Yeah. Um, and just just to allow it to be there, like to validate the experience of grief without, mm. you know, we're not there to give advice. We're not there to solve the problem. We're just there to create a space and yeah. give tools for you to feel what's right for you and for you to be with a group of people that are experiencing loss, yeah. which 
really are few and far between, you know. Mm. <laughs> like, so. like even just when I know, again, I appreciate you kind of explaining, you know, how you got to start, um, you know, yoga. But was it how, when you initially started? Was it hard trying to find people who were also grieving, or was that quite easier? Was it was it quite easy? No, so hard, so difficult to find spaces. And I think, you know, I think, let's say 20 years ago, when I had my initial, like the four years of grief, there wasn't social media, nope. there weren't podcasts, there was like newspapers and magazines. And, um, and I mean, the newspapers and magazines that, you know, I would read at 10 to 14 weren't really talking about grief. So yeah. it was really tough to find a space like that. And I think, um, you know, with this opening up of, you know, spaces like Instagram, spaces like Spotify, where we can actually even listen into conversations about it, um, it's become a lot easier to find other people who are going through the same process. And, you know, there might be someone else that's grieving, but that might not be ready to talk about it that you know of in your own life. Mm. But usually, for example, with lots of talk about loss, um, those are people who are ready to have the conversations. So that was really powerful for me, finding that community. Yeah. Really, really powerful. Yeah. No, because the reason I ask, because I, I can imagine, because it's such a, like, grief is such a, like, um, I know n now it, it is quite, um, I guess, common because, you know, we had the pandemic. Yeah. So people have, have experienced grief on, on, like, we've experienced grief on the, like, say like a, a big skill yeah. you know um and it must be even more niche because you know yoga and grief when you think of that you maybe you, you might not think how did it to gel so like that's why i asked because i, I can i don't know if, if it was hard finding people who were actually into yoga and also grieving mm -hmm. you know what i mean so I, so i guess but I, it's, it's, it's it's beautiful to know because even with us that's the same the same the same kind of not predicament but the same thought oh how are we going to find people yeah who are grieving and it's like Without realizing it, two years on, it's just okay. We just, we just somehow, I won't say it's easy, but we just somehow we're, we're doing it, we're finding it, yeah. even though it's so niche and it's so like, yeah. you know. But I think it's important to, uh, not not saying us solely, but as collectively to keep having these um, spaces, um, because essentially people will benefit from it. You know what I mean? And and there's there's many different mediums you can have, like like you said before, yoga podcasting, reading. Yeah. So like now people are actually, so it's now what we're doing collectively is now making grief a bit more normal, which that, that sounds weird to say, but when I mean normal, I mean more so like, oh, for example, cause think about it, if you need help on, I don't know, um, maybe this is a bad example, so don't, don't, um, don't like take it for gospel, but if you need help on how to, um, you know, assemble something, you, you know, you can find information on that. If you need help on how to, you know, um, Maybe I don't know if it's a bad example or how to like, uh, you know, put a tie on. Yeah, put a tie <laughs> on. Wherever it may be, there's something. There's a, there's something there out there to help you, a guide or of some sort. Whereas with grief, I know obviously every grief is different, but it's still good to have something there. Yeah. That can make you maybe understand. Okay, you're not alone in this, and what you're feeling. Or for example, oh, I feel I feel guilty for doing this. You might have come across some sort of, um, uh, I don't know, some sort of. A book that says, you know what? Oh, I know. I I went out two weeks after my mom passed, and didn't feel no guilt. And you're thinking, okay, someone who I can relate to that because, mm. I, and I don't have to feel guilty anymore. So there's there's always good good to have something there, you know. Like the book it can be some that's something that's there for those who want to gain um, perspective. And I and I guess with grief, it's not so, like 
you know, it's not something that is, I can say, yeah, oh, because I'm talking about grief, that my way is the right way. No, but mm. it's just something there. If, if you, if you want to, yeah. uh, you know, like take it in, that's cool. If you don't want to take it, that, it's also cool. Do you know what I mean? But it's, it's good to have, there are something there because when, because grief is, we're all going to experience grief. Yeah. You know, like different times that, and that's, you know what I mean? We don't, we don't know when it, we experience it, but if there's something there for ourselves, but also for people who are yet to experience it, you know, and you know, or they're going through it. At least there's some sort of resource. You know, I think yeah. that's that's the main thing. I feel you know, that's important to keep um, pushing. So it's it's good what you're doing because again, there's there's always something for everyone. Yeah, you know, I think the there's no you know, I I I've definitely gone onto Google and <laughs> you know written how to grieve, or you know when my body was very numb and my emotions were numb. You know how to cure numbness. You think Google's got all of the answers, mm. but it really doesn't because, um, you know, like you say, grief is as unique as your fingerprint, and only you will be going through those different cycles at different stages. Um, but there are tools for all those different mm. stages. There are spaces. There are conversations. Um, and although grief is not a normal conversation death is the most normal thing that we all go through. It's the one thing that actually unites humanity, you know? And even though the conversations aren't there, it's like, but it's something that we all experience. Mm. And so I really love like taking it out of the taboo now, you know? And yeah. that's what you guys are really doing and creating the space for. Like, we really need to speak about this guys because <laughs> it's something that we're all going through mm. at some point, at some level, or will go through at some point or some level. Mm. And um, it's nice people can listen back retrospectively, you know, to your, to your, um, to your podcast because it could come up in ten years, could come up in five years, could come up tomorrow. Yeah. So your work is, you know, it's going to be here for a long time, and people are going to hopefully come back and listen to it. I mean, I, I, I pray so. I mean, one, one thing I, I've appreciated is, you know, of course the conversation has always been the same in the sense where it is about grief, but there's been so many different perspectives. Yeah. You know, I don't think we, we've ha we haven't had on anyone, you know, has come to share sort of on grief and yoga. You know, it's been so many different things. So mm -hmm. I think that's one thing, you know, I can, you know, I, I definitely appreciate about us having this this mm -hmm. um, space because the, the the creativity or the conversations has no there's no limits, yeah. you know. Um, obviously, like, I mean, there is limits in the sense where, of course, we will never want to invite anyone on who doesn't want to share, yeah. you know, anything about their grief or, or, or they want to share at least certain aspects. And that's fine, you know what I mean? It's never, you know, one thing we don't, I mean, I think it's safe to say we don't, um, even though we t we, we talk about grief and I guess about grief, but we never really go into, you know, uh, how can I put it? We never really go into detail or ask our guests at all, or how did they die, or how you know what I mean. I mean, I guess that's not necessarily the important part, but it's just you know how you're dealing, how you process. I mean, if that if they want to share it, that's fine, that's not a problem. Mm. But it's never something that we, we we must push on because you know it's just about you know treating things with sensitivity because that might be something that you know people might not want to discuss or you know like when you mentioned you know they were murdered. I'm not gonna ask oh how were they you know because it's not just yeah you know that's not. Uh, I won't say it's not important, but it's not like, I don't want to, you know, trigger or I want you to just focus on what you want to share out of that grief, do you know what I mean? Yeah, So yeah. that's, that's... And um, I think, um, you know, how you mentioned earlier about, um, you think like once the funeral's done, then that's it and you get on with life. Yeah. But I think that's sort of almost when the process begins, yeah. because that's when this, for me, that's when like, I'm still going through shock, you know, during that time up until the, 
the funeral and it's yeah. like the kind of the process of grief and I guess understanding like the loss that comes over time. And mm. so um, actually, I guess, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll speak to anyone who, who has, uh, you know, has been close to anyone who has been killed. Like there's nothing that can prepare you for that, you know? And um, there's a lot of different emotions that will come up with it that will entail anger, frustration, sadness, injustice, like, um, there's nothing that will prepare you for that, but there is lots that will prepare you for the grief that comes afterwards. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, and there are spaces to talk about it. And it's, I think something actually I want to touch on about that is that I think the reason why I didn't speak about it for a long time is because I was so ashamed of it. I was so ashamed of um, of the way that it had happened that I didn't want to speak about mm. it with anyone. And... Um, I guess for anyone that's listening that might have gone through that, there's nothing to be ashamed of. It's not something that you did, it's something that's happened to you. And, um, you know, there's a choice now. You know, you didn't, you didn't get to choose that it happened, but there's a choice with, I guess, what we do with it going forwards. Mm. Mm. Um, and um, yeah, that's a choice for you to make, but it's nothing to be ashamed of. So. Yeah, that's, that's very, I think that's very important. Yeah. You know, um, also, do you want to, you want to no, no, I, I definitely agreed with the point. Yeah, that, that, um, yep. mm. you know, and, and that's and that's what we always try to, you know, tread carefully as much as, you know, yeah, we are in this space, but we also, also want to be mindful and have that, I guess, emotional intelligence to, you know, know what to, what areas to navigate in terms of conversation and what areas to be like, you know, this is not necessary, it's not really necessary to, uh, you know, go into or you know, you know what I mean. So I think that that's that's always important. But and, and I do, um, you know, appreciate you like even coming and sharing. I know like it's not always an easy thing, um, you know. So I mean, in terms of um, concluding, yeah, yeah. Thank you for coming on. Thank I really you. appreciate. appreciate it. Um, yeah. And yeah, just on one last thing in the book. I mean, I'm not I'm not sure what chapter. Well, it doesn't matter. I'm sure if the, if people pull the book, they'll find out what chapter. You're in. I, I don't even know what what chapter my piece is in. <laughs> I, I somewhere, at, yeah, somewhere we're both somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. So, um, guys, um, letters from the Groove Club. As you can see, is that yep. close up? Letters from the Groove Club. Um, the link will be in the description. <laughs> um, and again, our, our contributors somewhere. I'm not, I'm not sure what chapter, but um, it's going to be. Well, by the time this comes out, I think it will be out. Because I think this June, something. June, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what day in particular. I think it's 21st. Yeah, so by the time it's coming out, this will be already. So, like, hit the link in the description to pre order, um, circulate amongst your friends, who those who are grieving, you know, those who, even if you're not grieving, you want to just get some sort of insight, I recommend pre order the book. And also, if you, the more pre orders, I think the more, uh, I'm not sure exactly, the more that will be stocked in the, in the I'm not sure what, exactly what they said. The more pre-orders, the more. How much? The more we stocked in the in the bookshelf. Book I, I don't. I don't know. Okay. Something along it's the. It's gonna help. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so just yeah. So if you can, pre-order and um, yeah. Thank you guys for listening, Henneke. Thank you for coming on. Um, we appreciate it. Thank you. And um, do you have any project upcoming projects? Or yeah. Oh yeah, the, the workshops. I know you. How can you yeah. know people get access? Yeah. Or? So um, so I'm the founder of the School of Central Arts, and mm. it's I basically share that toolbox of all the things that I've learned over the last ten years to help uplift um, and and look at grief, but also 
uh, uplift anything that we're kind of keeping stuck down there. So, um, you know, we have a membership community that's Tantra Yoga. We have retreats that we do, and then we have this Loss and Love program that's every six months. Um, the next one is in November 2022, but we will be running a free workshop the month before. So if you find me on Instagram, um, that's usually the best way to see what's happening. Um, and yeah, you know, really, I'd be really, really grateful and um, really honored to hold space for anyone who, who wants to explore some of these techniques with me. So. Brilliant, thank you. brilliant, yeah. brilliant. No, thank you for that. And, I, and I'm sure, I mean, once we do this editing, I'm sure I'll, I'll make sure to put all the necessary links of, you know, the to the program and yeah. stuff like that. But um, yeah, that's a wrap, guys. So uh, thank you thank for listening. Um, don't forget to subscribe. Follow us on YouTube. No, subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram. And yeah, just share about about what we're doing. You know, because I said before, like, I feel like there needs to be some a resource. So I'm not saying we're going to do the only ones, but, you know, if it will help someone, we're, we're grateful. So, yeah, that's um, that's a wrap. Well, have a great day, everyone. Um, see you at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's, yeah. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for listening, guys.